Kia ora team and welcome to the latest All Things PE podcast. Sit back and enjoy these short and sharp discussions around physical education with people who hold the subject close to their hearts. Today I have the absolute honour of speaking with Dame Valerie Adams, who you may know as Valerie Adams 84 on Twitter. Any track and field lover will know that Valerie has been a household name in the world of athletics since she was around 18 years of age with an amazing haul of medals, ranging from two gold and one silver Olympic medals, four world outdoor and indoor championship titles, and three gold and two silver Commonwealth Games medals. She's also got a truckload more national titles. Valerie, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show with us today, and thanks so much for taking the time to chat. What I'll do is I'll pass it over to you to Uh fill us in on where you're from and something interesting about yourself. Well, kia ora everyone. My name is Valerie Adams and I am from Aotearoa, New Zealand. Um, something interesting about myself is that my mum is Tonga and my dad's English and I speak four languages. That's pretty wow, interesting. That, that is really interesting. I did not know that. It, four yeah. languages. What, yeah. what, 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 what do we got there language-wise? Uh, we got Tongan, English, uh, French and Wallisian. Wow, and, and why the what's with the why the French and, French? and yeah? Um, so uh, I had a Swiss coach for the French, um, and obviously he he was from the French part of Switzerland. Lived there for seven years and spoke French, but before that, I actually picked up French and the um, fourth language, or so I should say, the third language I picked up was Wallisian from. Uh, my ex-husband and when I used to live in New Caledonia so it was good for something at least I picked up the next language <laughs> wow that's fantastic that yeah. is one one thing that I, I really admire about people and yeah you know, obviously you've got that busy lifestyle but you've got you've had that balance to obviously um take on that new learning and, and finding out that new language and things like that as well which probably helps with the communication side of things absolutely especially internationally definitely yeah awesome work Okay, Val, what I'll do is I'll, I'll kick it off with um, some quick fire questions just to break the ice a little bit. And so what I'm going to do is I will ask you a couple of questions. Uh, you've got 20 seconds to answer the question yep. and give us a little bit of a why. So when it comes to food, sweet mm-hmm. or savory, what's your savory. go-to? Savory. Love salt. And, uh, and, and have you got a favorite dish or meal? or uh, do Potato chips. <laughs> no, <laughs> potato chips or, or hot chips. Nice work. Um, I I, uh, I spoke to Ben Smith a week or so ago, and he says that he's missing out on uh, the the bakery, the mince oh, and cheese pies. pies. <laughs> so <laughs> something so, something that I'm 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 craving being over in Singapore as well. Bet. Okay, next one. Favorite sports personality? <laughs> Myself. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Good. <laughs> and a reason why? Because I'm awesome. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. You've got to have that strong love for the South, eh? Absolutely. <laughs> Good work. <laughs> have you got um, a book that you feel that listeners is, uh, can, can read? Like, is there anything that you think, it doesn't have to be PE related, it can be anything uh, that you find that, that you might have uh, stu- uh, the uh, listeners enjoy a read? Um, well, I've actually got a book myself, which I that came out in 2012. It's quite a good read, quite an easy read um, that I know a, a lot of people have enjoyed. So 
um, if in doubt, if you go I'd, wherever online and, and find books, they're on those ebook um, kind of things, and just type up Valerie Adams, and my book will come up. But oh, cool! Yeah. Oh, I'm going to give that. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to put that. Well, there's actually going to be a question. I did not know that because obviously, you know, you've got your brother that that, that that's overplaying the the game of basketball in the states, mm -hmm. and I, I I have read his book. Yeah. Um, but I did not know that you had one released. So that I will put that onto my 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 list of books to read for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram for your own sort of learning or you know downtime. Uh, probably Instagram and then Facebook um, more, um, only because it's uh, Instagram's quite easy to, to chug through, and Facebook is more, I, f I feel like with Facebook you can reach more of the older generation, Instagram the younger generation, but now tapping into TikTok a little bit, because that's another um, platform that you can actually reach uh, the young, a much younger generation through that platform, so I try and utilise um, the platforms I know I can reach out to to young youth and and youngsters out there around the world. Nice. I uh, I have actually uh, seen a few of your TikTok videos, Val, and uh, they are quite uh, funny. I, I, <laughs> I, I especially like the one where uh, I think you're doing one with your you do you do quite a few with your sister, who's also oh uh, yeah, Lisa. <laughs> um, so uh, that's quite good. Now, if you were to have any job in the world, not the job you've got now, mm -hmm. what would it be if you weren't doing what you were doing? at the moment i would have loved to be a firefighter or like a policewoman um i thought i think that that would have been uh, quite a good job it's uh, one way to help the community and um keep the community safe um i'm awesome. not sure if i can get my body through a window but you know i'll definitely give it a crack <laughs> just, you just go through it <laughs> <laughs> um and also the last last question if you were to have one thing that uh with you on a deserted island what would it be a lighter because then i could um light a fire and uh cook food i mean i'm i myself is from the pacific and and, and i'm tongan and, and if i'm on an island every time i watch those um treasure island shows and things like that i kind of get annoyed because there's so much so much food to eat on the island they just don't know that yeah. that type of food exists and you can actually eat it and consume it so i would be stuck on an island with a lighter for sure nice work fantastic <laughs> i'll move on to question two and we're sort of getting into the into the sort of the, the pe questions now so um during your time in pe at school Mm -hmm. Can you remember being taught more than just the actual physical skills? Were there opportunities for you to make connections to other subjects and uh, other life skills like problem solving, communication and social skills? And do you think that these skills have helped you sort of get to where you are now? To be brutally honest, like PE was a subject that I really enjoyed and it was my saving grace at school. I'm not um, academically academically um, gifted so I really enjoyed PE for many reasons first of all the teacher was amazing which um, made learning a lot more fun um, we did learn a lot of physical skills but in ways that did push you I think PE nowadays are probably different than what they were uh, more than 20 years ago when I was still in school um, but it did give us an opportunity to um, uh, to 
problem solve, especially in a mental and physical, um, uh, from, from a mental and physical point of view. Um, we did go out a lot and did a lot of rafting and rope climbing, which obviously you had to face your fears of heights and also be able to communicate with your partner or with your peers to, to try and get over obstacles that there might, that we would have had to face that day. Um, but it was an opportunity for us to actually learn our social skills within each other because um, you got to understand that my background, I'm from South Auckland. Um, we come from a low social economic um, area. We didn't have much um, in the means of money or, or, or finances. So a lot of us, you know, we, we are very, very poor families. But one thing we did have in common was um, love and, and laughter and caring for each other and being trying to be kind to each other, regardless of what was going on in the background or, or at home. So PE was an outlet for a lot of us kids um, and, and a lot of our students us to go back, uh, you know, and thinking about what PE means to all of us. And, and, it, and it did um, save a lot of us in ways that we were able to see um, physically how far we can push ourselves. Now, it was my PE teacher who forced me to do athletics. And when I say forced me to do athletics, like I was the biggest kid at school. And through school athletics, I threw the shot and the, and the discus and the javelin where I was just made to do it. And through that, um, through that forceful encouragement um, was it, it made me pick up the shot put and actually try shot put for the first time. But it was a time in my schooling career or well, in, in my schooling life that I really, really enjoyed. And um, it was the best time at school for me, to be brutally honest. Yeah, that's awesome. And I guess, like um, like you say, it's a way for uh, students to sort of express themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if they're not an academic sort of um, student uh, or confident in the academic areas, then I guess it is an, an outlet for um, or a way to, to express themselves in, in, in other ways and and show that they do have those, those skills. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that's fantastic. At the top level, mm-hmm. I would imagine that you're still having to develop your skills through practice on a daily basis. Now, I was wondering if there are any sort of opportunities for yourself um, to use sort of the games-based approach in your training, um, and have you got any sort of favorite drills and skills? Now, I know it's probably a, a lot harder for yourself because yeah. it's an individual, an individual sort of um, event. But do, do you have sort of you know um, things and, and and drills and tasks that you can do to ha- that do incorporate sort of a, 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 a I guess a competitive element? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yes, you are right. It is a very individual sport and sometimes um, it is quite hard to find games that, you know, you could be, um, I guess, make it fun for one person. But um, having been joining a team and um, being in the team environment now for for a little bit uh, leading into Tokyo, we do find uh, like the games we play games every day to actually warm up for training, believe it or not. And this is uh, things like football, tennis, um, down ball, which actually I didn't know down ball was a thing. I, I call it handball. What do you call it, Lockley? More uh, down ball. I I know I know a game called handball. I, I've never heard of, I've, I've never heard of of down ball though. What what is what's that? Down ball is, is it, handball. So is it against the wall? And or, so you know how or, you like, like you play four square and you hit it to each, like a tennis ball or a ball to each other. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, but down here in, in Christchurch, I call it down ball, and um, in Auckland, we, in South Auckland, we call it handball. But those are the types of games that we play, and we we really have to step out of my of our comfort zones, especially me, because I hate football. I cannot kick a ball to save myself. But in this situation, a lot of these guys are pretty skillful. But I will come how high, um, come hell or high water, I will try my best to, to play these games, and it is something that. Um, we're not quite used to, but we do use that opportunity to, I guess, socialize to some extent because at the end of the, that warm up, we are basically buggering off and, and doing our own training um, as per usual. So you're using it as a, as a, as part of the training squad in regards to the, uh, the Olympic team that you're, are you with the squad now or as you're using it as part of your, so you, you come together um, as the throwers or is it a, like with, with, you know, your other specialist events as well, like your sprinters and things like that? No, just or... throw. So basically I've got these uh, three shot putters, myself and two two guys, including Tom Walsh, uh, one ham, two and two hammer throwers um, that we all play the, the, these games. And then sometimes the jumpers will, will jump as well. So there's a variety of people that join in. Wh- whoever's in the gym, we generally, um, and athletics crew, we, we, we generally, you know, come up with a game that would, Help us warm up first of all, and secondly, make it make it fun for everybody, so that everybody gets a good run. Yeah, that's great, and that, and that is neat. How you you know you've said that word fun. I mean, yeah. that's that's just such an essential part of you know learning and and the, the physical education environment. But obviously, it's not just the physical education environment. You take that with you, and even as we grow older and we we you know we you know you're obviously at your top level. You still want to have fun and you still want to be able to incorporate that into what you're doing. So that's really cool to hear that you're doing that. Absolutely. If it's not fun, then uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's not going to be a great game. And with anything in, in life, you actually have to have fun and actually love what you're doing and um, make it exciting. But don't, but always rem- like you, you got to remember as well, like everybody's quite competitive. So it is fun, but it's very competitive, which actually makes it even better because none of us are professional footballers or, you know, or down ball players at all. So everybody's coming in at a clean slate. So, it, you know, at, at, at the end of it, there's a winner and at the end of it, there's a loser. So we're quite happy with that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I guess this next question, and this has actually come from um, a Twitter, uh, Twitter follower of mine, um, PE Screen oh. Time. Uh, they, they've, actually, they've actually asked you a question of, and I guess it leads on to that fun, is what is your why? So in the face of adversity or monotony, what keeps your going at your highest level? That's a very, very good question. So, you know, you could look back at my career and and think, oh, you know, why didn't you stop then? Why didn't you stop then? And to be honest, my why has changed from the time I've started to, to, to now. Now, my biggest inspiration as far as doing athletics and continuing on this journey wasn't as my mum and and I lost my mother when I was 15 years old to, to cancer um, quite a tragic time in my life and and she was my complete inspiration to, to trying to continue on this journey and utilizing my 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 genes my genetic makeup I'm six foot four I was six foot four at the age of 12 my um, my talent that I've been gifted with and that has always been my inspiration and I've been quite successful over the years through athletics and then I got married and then I had children. And, you know, like most people would think, oh, yeah, that'll be the end of, of her. She's, uh, she's a female athlete. She's had a child. That's it. She'll move on from now. But, in fact, you know, I, 
I found that, um, you know, it, it was my duty to, to finish athletics when I was ready to finish athletics. And I, the, the, the problem was, it's not a problem, but I felt that I still loved the sport and I still had a massive passion for the sport. So when I had my daughter, Kimwana, six months after I had her, I was at the Commonwealth Games, my fifth Commonwealth Games, and I won a silver mm -hmm. medal. Six months after giving birth to her. Now, any female that's listening to this, uh, or any mum out there, or dads as well, who may want to try and understand, after having a child via C-section six months um, before going to a competition is a massive, massive, uh, um, like for me, I felt like I won a gold medal. Like I made it to come up games after having a child. And that just inspired me to inspire more athletes around the world to continue living their dreams and following what they want in life, female athletes in particular, regardless of, of if you, whether you've had children or whether you're not, you can still have a kid and still have a career if that's what you want to do. And you do it on your own terms. You don't let anybody else tell you when you should stop. So I've now found inspiration and my passion for the sport continues to grow. But my inspiration has changed, and that's via my two children. Now now that I'm a, I'm a mother of two, I've qualified for my uh, fifth Olympic Games. I still love it. And yes, things have changed with my body physically. My mind is still there. My mind is still young. I still have to get my body to come through with me. But my passion for the sport hasn't died yet. And I, and, and, and I think that for as long as... as as I want to, and, and for as long as I can, if I still have the love and the passion for the sport, I'm going to continue to to participate in this sport. I obviously enjoy it, and I obviously am still good enough to be competitive amongst my peers. And I think that's the most important thing is, is actually I can still do this and, and come back and be competitive. And until I feel like, okay, it's, it's, it's time to hang the boots up, Valerie's still going to be cracking on like Donkey Kong, and that's okay. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and and that's such an amazing story in regards to, you know, um, you, you mentioned about the inspiration and how it changes and, and your mother and, and then that sort of, she, she's, that you know, that guiding light that, that gets you through and um, still gets you through and then it goes on to the family. And mm. it, it, it is so, I find it so inspirational, obviously following as a friend on, on, on Facebook and, and, and seeing you as a mother, yeah. And seeing how, how good you are and uh, with with your with your children and seeing how you know loving and caring you are with the children, but then you've got the different side which is the training bell, which you know is just completely and utterly strong and and driven. So um, it really is an inspirational story in regards to um, what you've done and continue to do throughout your your story. Um, and you you are starting to see it more. You mentioned about you know. Uh, being a, a woman and, and having having children and yeah. there is that sort of I guess the olden times where back in the day it would have been the fact that oh no you know you've, you've had your kids you've got to stop yeah. now and that's the main focus but that's completely you know I think that has flipped and you've obviously got yourself and you've got um, the Williams you know one of the Williams girls a tennis yeah. player she's obviously got kids now and still just dominating um so as long as you're continuing to do what you love and you've got that inspiration and that drive, I think that's absolutely amazing. So really neat. Thanks. I've <laughs> yeah. got this last question and, and, yeah. and you know, you, I think you're going to have to wind back the clock a little bit. So do you think that you could give any suggestions for PE teachers like myself and PE programs within schools 
that could cater for students who are really aiming to be professional athletes? What can we do um, as PE programs and, and teachers to help them achieve their goals? What can we do to really make them create their dreams? You know, I have a, like, I, I will tell you a story about my PE teacher who I absolutely just adore and who um, was amazing. And, and this was only because she believed in me. And you got to remember, I come from we no money, no nothing. Um, and she saw me kind of, you know, be a little bit um, competitive and, and shot putting, just starting off at a school level. But she also saw I didn't have any shoes. And she, off her own back, um, took me to Rebel Sports and bought me my first pair of Nikes. And that was only because she spotted me, she um, had faith in me, and she, you know, felt the, 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 the want to help me because she could obviously see something or some sort of talent that she wanted to help um, nurture. And even if it was just buying a pair of shoes. Now, I treat these shoes like gold medals for a very long time, and these shoes lasted a very long time. But she saw that in me. I think it's just actually um, identifying, you know, those athletes who could have some sort of potential and then just encourage them because to maybe – help nurture that talent but not push them too hard because it could go against what they actually want to do but just nurture them through it and probably find out if it's something they actually really want to do not every student comes to PE loves PE I guess the way I do I know I had a best friend who actually despised PE and I didn't understand why but again it was some one of those things that that particular PE teacher was amazing but then I also had other PE teachers who saw me as a six foot four girl who needed to do everything type of thing so mm. physically I looked like I could do everything but mentally I didn't have the capacity to to do everything in fact I didn't want to do everything um, but there was one stage where I was playing rugby basketball netball and doing athletics at the same time and it was great but there was only two things I really wanted to do and that was play basketball and do athletics um, but it's just not to put that pressure on them and, and, and not to, you know, put so much pressure to do everything. And I know I, I say to young athletes, especially these days who may be looking at doing athletics, is that's great, but make sure that you, they also at the same time enjoy doing everything else around them at that age. Because as, as you know, being an athlete yourself, is that you get to a certain age where you actually have to decide which path you want to take because then you have to specialise. And once you specialise, yeah. that's it. But... Just for free teachers, yes, keep an eye out because at, at the end of the day as well, you you must also remember that you're a PE teacher, but also the kid or the students that you're teaching might not actually know that they're that good at some events or, you know, you, you're a runner, you're from athletics, you could see someone and go, oh my gosh, that's a lot of talent there, maybe I could help him if he wants to, you know, with some sprinting drills, with a bit of training here and there, and that way they might discover that they're good at anything. In athletics here in South Auckland, it's a sport that's never been played. It's a sport that's not really um, popular within our community. If you play rugby and netball, everybody plays rugby and netball, where the smaller sports don't get as much, much exposure. But I so believe, and I know this for a fact, that in South Auckland, we have a mounting pot of amazing, talented athletes. But we just don't have the resources or the people within the schools to actually identify how talented these kids are, right? So yeah. I mean, my yeah. job when I want to is, is to go into South Auckland when I'm done and dusted from athletics at some stage 
and if they want to just have like a massive open day where they can come and give athletics a crack even just throw the shot throw the discus that way because let me tell you out there there's so much talent it's just incredible yeah it's just and it's like you say that natural talent that i guess isn't really given the opportunity if they're not given the opportunity to try these to try these sort of disciplines and to try the skills then you know they sort of it ends up just being that i'll just go off on this path instead because it's an i guess an easier option or you know you know um like you've said, netball and rugby, um, such a huge, um, you know, it's always in the public eye in New Zealand and it's, it is an easy option to go to. Yeah. So like, um, it, it would be amazing for, um, you know, the students within uh, the South Auckland region to sort of be able to get the, I guess, the opportunity to, to experience athletics and, and the wonders that it can create in regards to friendships made, um, you know, uh, and you know the, the the skills learnt and things like that. Absolutely, and to be honest, like out in South Auckland now, they've got uh, Bruce Pullman Park, which has started, and and hopefully going to make it the home of Rose. And when I started athletics, I, there was there, there was nothing like that, absolutely nothing like that. It was just by chance. I you know went to a school um, championship, and then it was just by chance I went to the regional champs, and it was just by chance. I tapped tapped onto a friend, uh, someone at my high school who was going to train at a local club, and I just started following her and w- went with her and the coach there, Russ Hoggard. I'm pretty sure you know Russ Hoggard. Mm. He was coaching the county's Manicale team sprinters, and he just made, let me join them for a couple of weeks until the throwing coach turned up to, to the club because they were volunteers at the time. But it's not for the uh, faint-hearted. Like, it's not a very social sport, first, first of all. It's one of the hardest sports in the world to make it to the top and to and 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 the thing is that financially you're not looked at until you reach the top um so if you're looking mm. for sponsorship and things like that it's very difficult um until you're at the top and you know for a lot of our uh for for, for a lot of my people in particular you know that's one that's probably another massive motivation for a lot of them to switch to rugby or switch to netball because finances come a little bit easier but I must admit though athletics in New Zealand has come a very long way from the time I've started to now there is more support at grassroots and there's more support at the second and third tier down below high performance so it's something that never existed before now the um the the opportunities are there and that was just making the athletes you know do the work and earn their place as opposed to feeling entitled to turning up to these uh, facilities but They've definitely got it a lot easier today than what it was when I was uh, competing and training and coming up coming up through the ranks. Definitely, but I am a tough bugger and I absolutely love this sport. That's why I hung around and I and I'm still here. And I guess what you, you've talked about the financial sort of side of things, and like you say, um, uh, being an athlete and being in athletics is is hard, you know, especially in New Zealand. And you do have to work hard to get, you know, to start seeing some sort of I guess rewards um, mm. financially, but uh, I, I think the really cool thing about that is just that it shows the strength of the individuals. That it's not necessarily all about the money. I yes. mean, money money is, is important, but for you to to have started at such a young age and to have that drive to probably you know like there probably times when you got up to training and you probably you know didn't have a have a good meal and and all that sort of stuff, but it's that drive to get you. To where you want to be, yeah, and, and and that's I think a one run really cool thing about the the, the athletics program. 
um, is the fact that you know it does create, and it's something that I, I wish I had worked a little bit harder in regards to, you know, that resilience. We talk about resilience and uh, these days, and how it might be, you know, it's, it's a hard sort of topic to talk about because, yeah, um, you know, people kids give up a lot easier these days because it gets hard. Yeah, um, yeah. you know, yeah. so. It's, yes. it's something that's really important um, to get, you know, to keep that growth coming. Yeah, it's and it's, yeah, that word resilience is, is actually is a very interesting one because you know what does it mean, right? What what does it actually mean? And there are a lot of kids these days, and you know, we we, we talk about um, you know, are they a lot softer these days than what they were, you know, back in the day type of thing? You know, are, are the kids a lot softer now? There, but also we got to acknowledge that there is a lot more social pressure. There's a lot more social media platforms. There's a lot more exposure. Mm. In a very different way. So socially, it's a lot harder for students and kids today than it was when 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 we were in in our youths, because we didn't have the pressure, the peer pressure of social media to to have this life, like not a double life, but living this life through a screen and then trying to mimic that in real life. So I can totally understand where things get a lot more tougher, um, and then kids. Uh, give up so easily but I mean you will know those who who make it and come through the ranks is actually those who can actually bypass all of that and 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 mentally you know get through it and a lot more resilient and who can handle um, the peer pressures that come through in life life is not easy um, as 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 we all know I know that for a fact I've lost both my parents and been through a divorce and you know two children Mm -hmm. and, and all the rest of it but it's um athletics and and sports in particular it's not easy, and I think uh, sometimes people who are sitting at home watching us on TV and, and and watch us from time to time not do as well as as they want us to do, or not as well as we want ourselves to do, just probably need to take a a, a minute to think about um, all the work that the athletes have done to get there, and know just how they they are disappointed at themselves. So, you know, just be mindful of that because comments and and things like that that. Uh, normal Joe Blobs like to express via social media is quite hurtful. We suffer from tall poppy syndrome here in New Zealand. And, Mm. you know, we really need to to wind that back because as much like we want this more than anybody else. And we we go and we train and put our bodies on the line and, and all the rest of it to go and win a gold medal for this country. And, you know, some people do, some people don't, but don't think for a minute that we, nobody tried. That's yeah, exactly. That's yeah. That's a, a, it's one of the big things, isn't it? The you know the tall poppy syndrome, and I think people tend to forget about uh, you know the people that you know are trying and they are out there giving it their absolute all, and they, they don't go out there to get you know they don't go out there to underperform. Every time yeah. you go out there to perform at your hardest, so when you get those people that are sort of saying those not nice things, I mean it, it's a bit bit upsetting in regards to you know. Um, they, they, they don't realise the impact that it actually has on the individual, which is huge. Yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely. That's why you end up going a very, very thick skin to all of it. I've had my fish here over the years, and I still get them now. But now I just kind of, I, it's, it's water for ducks back now. Um, and also, secondly, I've, you know, I, I think it's uh, more so now that I've got children. You've, you've got kids yourself, and how protective you can be over your children. I didn't realise I had the potential to to murder someone with my eyeballs until I had children. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> the, the, the mum stare. Oh, yes. Yep. <laughs> Without fail. But... <laughs> but 
Okay, Val. So I just wanted to say a huge thank you for taking the time to uh, to talk to us today. And, and it is very much appreciated as I know you're busy. Um, I just wanted to wish you the best of luck for your um, preparations for the Olympics. And I'll, I'll have my fingers and toes crossed that it all goes to plan. And obviously, there's a little bit of uncertainty around the world at the moment. But, um, you know, keep on... Uh, Keep on working hard, and and I'll 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 I'll, uh, I'll be watching uh, as always. Thanks, Lockie, and stay safe. And hope you guys are doing well. Hope hope you guys can get home soon. Yeah, for sure. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to the latest podcast, team. If you've enjoyed it and would like to be a guest, please feel free to message me on Twitter at all underscore things pe.